In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, Father Tom and Anthony. Have you ever been in a storm? I'm not talking about rainstorm. I'm talking about a storm within you and your family. Have you ever been in that kind of a storm? Well, right now I'm in a kind of a storm. I lost something and can't find it, but I will find it with the name of God. So today we're looking at Luke, the 8th chapter, verse 22. One day he got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us go across to the other side. That's the Gentile side of the Sea of Galilee. So they're going to the Gentile side, across to the other side of the lake. So they put out, and while they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep, exhausted. He's true God and true man. He fell asleep. You know, sometimes it feels like God fell asleep in our lives. But hide not your face from me, O God. Hide not your face from me. You're not sleeping. Unless the Lord build a house, they build it in vain. So let's continue. A wind... And while they were sailing, he fell asleep. A windstorm swept down to take them into the boat and filling the boat with water, and they were in danger. What about this windstorm? This happens on the Sea of Galilee. We have the mountains to the left, the desert to the right, and when the winds meet, the storm comes upon the sea. I was on the Sea of Galilee once, and this happened to us. It started off a beautiful day. Now the boat was being rocked back and forth. We were scared. They went to him and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, where is your faith? There is a calm. Is there a storm in your life? Is there a storm in your family? Are your children on drugs? What are you going to do about it? You need to turn to Jesus in the midst of the storm. He will calm it. You cannot change your children. That's just for real. Only God can change your children. And you can pray, and that's, that's the greatest thing you can do, believing God to touch your children in the midst of their storm. There's a drug that the kids are using that's killing them. Many people are dying because of this terrible drug. And yet, we don't hear anyone saying, we have to arrest the people who carry this drug. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. So if there's a storm in your life, turn to Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look straight in his glorious face, 
and the cares of the world, they will all disappear in the warmth of His glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Ask Him that there be a calm in your life, no matter what's happening. I need it today. I need it today because I've lost something, and I'm upset about it. But you know what? It's going to be found by the grace of God. It's going to be found because we've been asking the Lord to find it. The next thing Jesus said to them was, where is your faith? You know, in our lives, we don't want to have faith in God. We want to have the faith of God. You know, and it's true. We, we actually don't have the, we don't need to have to on our works have faith. Within us, we have the face of Jesus already deposited in us, in our spirit man. We carry the faith of God, and we activate it by walking in the spirit, not the flesh. We know those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We know without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we try to walk by faith, not by sight. Like those apostles, you know? Jesus fell asleep because... He knew that he was going to the other side, you know, and he's looking for the apostles to walk in that peace that even in the calm and we're apostles of God. So even in the stormiest day of your life, you can be in a storm, but God wants you to rest in him. He wants you to have faith in him. He wants you to have love in him. You know, faith is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the faith of God. You can be walking in the same faith that Jesus walked in. It's how we're expected to walk in. But we do this by walking in the Spirit. You know, we do this by leaning not on our own understanding. You know, we don't need to figure out how it's going to happen, how our kids are going to be saved, how our problems are going to be fixed. All we need to do is just trust in God that they will be and go to God and pray to God. You know, God already has the answers. What's so important to us is not that important to God. It's important to our flesh, but what's important to God is that we trust Him, that we love Him. You know, trust is a vessel which all graces are given. What do you trust in God for today? You know, and God's power and his might has already been in us. By his stripes, we were healed. We already have healing. We have the power, but the power of his might resides in us. The miracle working power by the level that we believe and have faith for. So, you know, have faith that your kids will be healed. Have faith that your life is going to be taken care of. You know, have faith that, you know, that God has everything. You've been chosen to be in Christ. God didn't send you to this earth without a plan. You know, every good deed you'll ever do was already written in a book in heaven before God ever sent you down to earth or created your life. You know, sometimes God writes our life backwards. He already knows where we're going to finish. And he just lets us go through things. He lets you go through things. And he lets things happen in his mercy and his goodness because he knows that what might not seem great right now 
in 10 years we'll look back and we'll say that built my faith that brought me closer to the lord that brought me into a deeper place of surrender so father lord we just thank you for everything you're doing for us we ask for that faith that faith that jesus held to sleep in the storms of our life that centurion faith when he told the lord my servant needs to be healed but you don't even have to come to my house just say the word and my servant will be healed. You know, one word from God and everything in your life could change. But that manifest word is in the Bible. So reflect on the Bible because every word in there is for you. And Jesus, we just ask for more of a release and impartation of your goodness and all of heaven right now through the radio. We ask for revelation, revelation, revelation of how we can trust you and how you have everything already in goodness according to your riches. And Jesus said to the disciples, where is your faith? They could have stopped the storm. They could have stopped the storm. They had to wake Jesus up. I tell you, when hurricanes are coming, I pray against them. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that they would go out to sea and not hurt anybody. We have that faith. And Jesus said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou moved. He's not talking about the faith of a watermelon seed, but the faith of a mustard seed, which is like at the edge of a pin, the point of a pin. It's so small. It's so small. And faith is something that works through love. Believing in Jesus Christ is not only saying, be my Lord and my Savior. It's believing in him every day, that no matter what happens in our life, he is in control. Jesus has not lost the control of your life. You might think that you're not in control, and that's okay. Give the controls to Jesus. People say, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot, not me. He's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. I'm the co-pilot. Oh, yes, I want to do what he wants me to do. So Jesus said, where is your faith? And they wondered that God had given this man. Who then is this, they said, that he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him? Jesus has control over the winds and the water. He has control over you at this moment. You don't feel that, but it's real. It's real. He has control over you. He does not want you to take a nervous breakdown. He wants you to trust in him. Trust in him with all your heart. You say, but I don't feel it. It has nothing to do with feeling. It has to do with the surrender to him. I trust you, Lord. I trust you because you are worthy of my trust. You are God Almighty. You are worthy of my trust. And you work through everything. God works through everything. All things that happen to us will come out to the good because God works through everything. We're reading the 26th verse. They arrived at the country of the Gerasenes. That's the Gentile part of the Sea of Galilee, 
which is opposite Galilee, which is opposite the Jewish part of Galilee. As he stepped out on the land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not live in a house, but lived in the tombs. This is a, this is a terrible experience. This guy is filled with demonic action. But let's see what's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. I'm going to tell you. This is. And when he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? The demons know him much better than the children of God. What do you have with us, Son of the Most High God? The demons know Jesus. He is their arch enemy. And let me tell you this, I've told you before. Your enemy is the devil, not other people. Planned Parenthood is not my enemy. The demon, the demon that runs Planned Parenthood is my enemy. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, let's continue. I beg you, do not torment me, he said, for Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him and was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion for there are many demons that had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there was on the hillside a large herd of swine feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. Remember, this is not the Jewish side. This is the Gentile side. So you find pigs on this side. It says, now on the hillside there was a large herd of swine feeding, and demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and they had rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to the people in that town. They're scared stiff. They want Jesus out of there. You know why? They have their own demons. They have their own demons. And they're going to tell Jesus, please leave here. We want no part of you. We want no part of you. Please leave here. We want no part of you. Help us to get this man out of our country. He has power over life and death. He has power over the demons, and we have demons. It doesn't say that, but I'm sure they did. They said they were very uncomfortable with Jesus. A lot of people are uncomfortable with Jesus because they know that they have to give a surrender to him. How do they know that? Because it's written in their hearts. So people say, don't talk about Jesus. Who do you want me to talk about? The higher power. Who's the higher power? His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who had power over those demons, power over that man. This man was lost. 
he lived in graves and tombs and he was lost. No one could help him. People would see him and he would probably dash himself against rocks. But Jesus had the answer. Get out. That's all Jesus had to say. Get out. Just one more thing. Who are you, son of the Most High God? The demons know who he is. Do you know who he is? Do you know who Jesus is? I once was doing a broadcast, and there was a man who had first listened to it that day, and he started weeping, and he gave his life to Jesus. Oh, yes. What about you? Where is your life? Have you given it to Jesus? Have you given it to the Lord? Not only have you given your life to Jesus, have you given every part of your life to the Lord? You know, have you given your fear and your anxiety and your finances and your children and everything you own to the Lord? Because upon giving Jesus everything, he, you receive everything back. Upon giving Jesus your surrender, you become surrendered to the love of God. You know, those who experience the love of God know God. And that experience of the love of God comes with an open heart. It comes with the understanding of how small we are and how big God is. That, you know, that on our own accord, on my own accord, I can't do anything. But through Jesus, all things are possible. Everything. Through Jesus, I can partake in the divine nature. You know, through Jesus, he's killed the flesh and sin. That I'm no longer, that we are no longer a slave to sin. That we can now partake in the divine nature with God. That we can walk in love through faith. That we can you know, have authority and mastery over everything of this world. But first we need mastery over ourselves, you know, and we do that by just letting Jesus in. You know, the love of God drives out all fear. We don't have anything to fear. You know, Jesus came into the world that, to free people that through their whole lives were slaves to, slaves to fear and bondage of death. We don't even have to fear death because we have eternal life through the Lord. You know, God is so good. Like in this parable, they, they Jesus drove out the man with their own demons and people rejected Jesus. They wanted him out. You know, that's probably happened to you in your life. It's happened to me since I've come to Jesus. I know it's happened to Father Tom. But our war is not with the people, it's with the principalities and the spirits behind the people, controlling the people, controlling these entities. You know, we just want to love our neighbors. We want to love those who hate us. Because we walk in freedom. You walk in freedom. Not everyone on this earth walks in freedom. And if there's parts of your life that you're not walking in total freedom, it's just because you haven't given them to Jesus. Because when we give them to Jesus, he takes care of them. You know, he takes care of everything for us. We want to, I want to be, I pray that I'm just so filled with Jesus that people can't 
recognize me anymore and unfortunately I'm very very far away but you know we're, we're supposed to be so filled with the Holy Spirit we walk by someone with the grocery store you know they just catch a impartation of heaven and we become unrecognizable you know Moses spent 40 days on the mountain with the Lord and he was in the old covenant and when he came down his face was shining with the glory of God but that glory of God is just the manifest presence of God and that's obtainable you don't need to worry about strive for your face to be glowing that's not the reason but on upon upon just getting in there with the Lord upon the surrender of the Lord upon you know sitting in front of the Eucharist is something I love to do and when I leave people tell me sometimes your my face is glowing but it's because I just have been sitting in the presence with Jesus you know, we're called to die. You are called. I'm die, called to die to myself daily, every day. We're called to die to ourselves a little more and more. So we become a little less of us and a little more of Jesus. And it's a painful process. But it's okay. Once we understand it, that it's okay that it's a painful process, that us being stripped away from our flesh and our life and, you know, our desires and having our desires replaced with Jesus' desires may not be easy, but this is a way we just become in tune with eternity and the love of God and the grace of God. So, Father, I just ask for, we prayed yesterday, I just ask for a greater release of the light of God. I pray that the light of God tunnels into every area of darkness in me and Father Tom and everyone listening. Just an impartation of the manifest presence of God. Because as you gaze on the face of Jesus, we are conformed, we are transformed on the inside. And there's nothing you need to do besides trust in Jesus, surrender to Jesus, and just, and just think of Jesus. Look at his face. Google an image of divine mercy. You know, there there is many promises that come upon looking at that image. So, Lord, just release the rays coming out of your sacred heart of the divine mercy, of your divine mercy. Envelop me, Father Tom, every listener, in your divine mercy, in your blue and red rays today. I pray this in your name, Jesus. No one can help you but Jesus, for no one but Jesus knows how. And you know, we look for help from everybody else before we turn to the Lord. We look for help from everybody else before we turn to the Lord. And the Lord says, turn to me first. Turn to me first. But I go to a psychologist. That's fine. But before you go to the psychologist, ask the Lord Jesus to open you up to the truth that you're going to share. You see, it's all right to go to a psychologist that's Christian. It's all right. And even if it's not Christian, if it's helping you, but go to the Lord and say, Lord, please open me up to what you want me to share today so that I'll get better. I'll get better. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I want you all to touch your heart. Jesus is in that heart, so close. Turn to him in every storm. Turn to him that he would help you to have faith. We need the faith of God. That's what Anthony said, and that's real. Give us that faith, we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.